Hey, Sleeperwire family. This is, I don't even, I don't have a nickname. You don't. I guess, you know, I should get a nickname. Anyway, this is Jason. <laughs> Just give this yourself is Jason. a nickname. <laughs> well, I, I don't do that. You did that. Uh, this it is, worked. This is Jason with Sleeperwire. And, and with me, as always, is Showtime George, who did give himself a nickname. And what we wanted to say about this episode, it's not a typical Sleeperwire episode. Uh, we had a couple of great guests on uh, for a great reason. George, tell them who we had on. Tell them why we had them on. So we had Anthony Servino and Michael Hoff from the FF Face Off. They come on this episode to talk about the Hayden Hurst Foundation, the potathon that they are going to be doing on July 11th, and how all the money that they are going to be raising is going to be going towards mental health awareness. Anybody who knows Jason and I knows that we're big advocates for charities. And when you start talking about mental health and mental health awareness, uh, that is de- something that we have both had to deal with, both myself personally and Jason through uh, immediate family. So it's something we decided we could definitely get behind. So go ahead, listen to the episode, enjoy it, support the Potathon, and we will catch you on the other side. Welcome to A Break from the Grind. I'm your host, Jason. This is my co-host, George. Say hi to the people, George. Good evening, good evening, good evening. I hope everybody is safe. I hope everybody is healthy. I hope everybody is fine. I love the world we live in. Yeah, 2020, is. it's kind of hard uh, to say that about 2020. I, I loved 2019. I'm hoping to love 2021. Right now, 2020, not, not so much. We're not gonna we're not gonna stick to that too long. We've got a couple of special guests. We have Anthony Servino and Michael Hoff. Uh, they're on the FFF Ace Off. It's FF Face Off, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I love I love your Twitter, Michael. Spellcheck is your nemesis. Absolutely. And I can see with all the FFs in all the titles, I can see why. Yeah, yeah. It's not even that. It's you know. I uh, I was texting somebody the other day, um, and I was saying that I was going to send them. Oh, I was going to make a picture after I was done, but the picture corrected to puree because apparently I make purees all the time. So there you go. I mean, I'll take both. I like pictures and puree. Well, I mean, yeah, sure, you do both, but yeah. So yeah, it, it's definitely my my arch nemesis for sure. Anthony, you have any arch nemesises that we need to know about? Any arch nemesis? Hmm. I, I I don't I know. One. <laughs> I can think of one. Uh, well, who's that? Who's my arch nemesis? Women. Uh, yeah, he's he's right. He's right. That's the weakness. Hey, yeah. to to be fair, just to be fair to Anthony over here, you know, women can be the arch nemesis to every man. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, they're up there for me too, but yeah. it's number one for Anthony. Okay. <laughs> I, I've been married 19 years, still my arch nemesis. Same, same. There you go. Yep. There you go. All right, so we wanted to get, have you guys on because uh, you guys are doing something very cool for charity. You're doing a potathon for the Hayden Hurst Foundation, and I wanted to give you time to talk about that, talk to our uh, listeners about what the charity's all about, what the potathon's all about, who you're going to have on it, anything you want to talk about. So, floor's yours, guys. Uh, yeah. So, really, I mean, yeah, we, I, uh, got to look. I've dealt with mental health issues myself, a lot of anxiety and such. Anthony's had his own share of issues as well. So knowing that and then just going across the Twitter landscape, seeing a couple of people make tweets, you know, Mike Wright or uh, Casey Kasem, folks of that nature. And they would talk about openly about mental health. And it got me thinking, maybe we could do something with this. Maybe something, something that can resonate with the fantasy community. And then I read Hayden's story. Uh, so went ahead and contacted uh, Hayden Hurst, contacted, well, contacted the agent. The agent directed me to the foundation, and then off we go. Uh, so, yeah, ever, ever since then, it's just been rolling momentum. I mean, Anthony, uh, Anthony's going to be in charge of a lot of the production stuff day yep. of, so he's got the harder job than I do. It's going to be a 16-hour show. Anthony, ready for that? Um, you know, I still have to test some things on my end, but, yeah, I'm absolutely ready. Yeah. So, so what, what day yeah. is the potathon? Uh, July 11th from 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time till 11 p.m. Saturday. So, Sa- Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, did I say oh, I that? Gonna say that? That I was going to yeah. say that sounded like 12 hours, but yeah. but Anthony got you. Yeah, there you go. 16 hours. Yeah, don't. I'm okay. <laughs> you just started. You're on your first drink. I know. I know. That's been a long day. <laughs> initially when you said hey i contacted hayden hurst i'm like man he's got it like that and then oh yeah no yeah. quickly like i no called the agent i'm good well what happened was was when i saw one of the um when i read hayden's story it was actually put out in a tweet by his agent so then i reached out to you know the the agent had his dms open so contacted him got some dialogue going and he said that hayden would be interested but it's not really something that the agency would do so contact the foundation so that's how i went about it so on the potathon do you have uh do you have a lineup oh man do we have a lineup it's it's packed you go ahead anthony i'll let you do the honors you want to talk about some of the guests or oh you want me to ring them up i'll I'll, uh i'll have a few and then uh you do some sure sure um espn matthew berry stefania bell uh cbs jamie eisenberg david uh david richard richard uh heath cummings NFL Network. Mike, who do we have from the NFL Network? Uh, Colleen Wolf. Colleen Wolf. Marcus. Marcus. Um, Jesus. Marcus Grant. Sorry about that. And uh, yeah. And also Michael Fabiano. So we got it. it it's a loaded guest list. I mean, and more. Yeah, and 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 more. Really, and more. I mean, we we we've got Liz Loza. Um, we've got Harmon over there. We've got Graham Barfield. We've got you know, we've even got some other folks who are you know not as prominent names but still well liked in the fantasy community i mean we got d bro in there we, we we've got jesse reeves so we got a whole slew of guests brandon marion lee who has always been a personal favorite of mine and when she comes on she's going to uh apparently have an announcement once she comes on so we're not sure what that is but uh that's more of a reason to tune in so yeah we're going to be doing it um also obviously hayden hurst and his mom who is the vp of their foundation will be on as well so we're going to be doing that in uh half hour uh time slots so yeah we've got a lot to fill in there 
So if, if somebody was interested in donating, how, how do they go about doing that? Well, what we're going to do is uh, it's all going to be set up through GoFundMe. So we haven't set that up just yet. We're going to set it up soon. Uh, I'll be in charge of that. I'll set that up. And then once we set that up, it'll be it'll be on my Twitter handle at the FF Realist at, you know, Anthony's at the Real NFL it'll Guru. Show. It'll be the on show our Facebook. At, yeah, we're going to, much like when we put out a show, we, we make it hard for you to, if if you're ignoring us, then you're doing it deliberately. You know, we put it literally everywhere for you to see it. So yeah, once we have that link ready, it'll be out there. But yes, it will be via GoFundMe. So as Jason and I alluded to earlier, we're big into charity. We do a, a Torch for Talk drive every year. It's kind of the same thing that Scott Fish does. Uh, we raise money for Torch for Tots. Last year, nice. uh, last year we raised $6,500 for Torch for Tots. Sweet. We uh, we sent some money up to Michigan, had one of the guys that lives up there. He was able to spend $1,500 in toys. And then Jason, myself, another guy, uh, two drink minimum, uh, he lives in St. Augustine. He came down, or we went up to his place, and we bought toys there. This year, he's coming down to where we're at. So we're all about the charity. We're all about giving back. The way we raise the money is we we buy prizes off Pristine Auction. So we go to Pristine Auction, we buy autographed memorabilia, and then we run charity football leagues. You know, for example, we'll buy a Michael Thomas football, and we'll we'll say, okay, for a $50 buy-in, you get – whoever wins gets the Michael Thomas football, right? And That's right. And yeah. – so that money comes out of our pocket. Like we buy the prizes. We don't, uh, or they get, it gets donated to us. Like the Michael Thomas ball this year was donated to us by sleeper wire, but the money a hundred percent comes out of our pocket. And then a hundred percent of the money goes back into the charity. We don't take any of that money back for us. So it all goes to buying toys. So like I said, Michael Thomas is typically a $50 league, but this year I think we're going to do 75. George, you want to tell them why? Typically uh, we would do, as Jason mentioned, we would do $50 to get in the Michael Thomas league. We're, we're going to run a 16 team league with it. We're going to charge $75. And what we want to do is that extra 25 that we're charging we are actually going to be donating to you guys and the Hayden Hirsch Foundation during your potathon. Yay. So we will oh, that's great. Thank we, you. We will be donating four hundred dollars during the potathon to you guys for for what you're doing to help support mental health. Well, we we appreciate that immensely. That's amazing. And, and, Thank and you. Hayden will too. Yeah, that's awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah I did want to I did want to circle back because I really love the guest list. And you're like, and we've got all these great people, and we have Hayden Hurst's mom. And for whatever reason, like having a football player's mom on like the podcast and being in there and like talking about the charity for whatever reason, like all the fantasy football guys, that's awesome. They all have shows. But like I want to see how Hayden Hurst's mom does because like she doesn't have a show, right? Yeah. As a as a VP of this, she probably has a lot of media savvy, but that that's the section I want to hear the most now. And I and I was thinking myself, I was thinking that will be fun for Anthony and me to kind of, you know, like we've had we've had George Kittle on the show. Right. We've had, you know, we've had, you know, decent names in the fantasy industry, but never a football player's mom. So it opens a whole line of questioning and everything else. So, you know, just. Yeah, I, I I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be fun. I you know, and it's you know, it, it's funny. Somebody might look at the guest list and be like, "Oh, um, Kathy Hurst." I guess that's when I'll get up and get a drink. But no, not really, because no. we're probably gonna ask her some cool questions. That's gonna you know, we'll yeah. get into you know Hayden's journey and how that might have affected her, and you know, and how she feels about her son going you know playing for Atlanta, switching. So yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So you you keep alluding, and I I wanted to ask earlier, um, yeah, to Hayden's story. Can, can you elaborate on that a little bit and expand on it? And and for the people who don't know, can you explain like what that is? 
Yeah, Hayden, um, actually, which I didn't even know this much until I looked into his story. He was actually drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates. So he was doing some stuff in, you know, lower ball league with the Pirates. And he developed this condition. And you have to forgive me, I forget the actual name of the condition. But he developed a mental condition where he would get paranoid about everybody watching him. Like it's, and it has a specific title, but his, his hands would get so sweaty to the point where he couldn't even grip the ball anymore. He couldn't even pitch the ball. So ultimately he decides to go to South Carolina, give up baseball and play football. Uh, So he goes ahead, he does that. But in the meantime, the depression comes back, uh, you know, the anxiety comes back. So he gets into drinking, gets into drugs one night when he's out in Charleston, South Carolina, having a good time. He wakes up next thing he knows he's handcuffed to a hospital bed, wearing nothing but his jeans from the night before. And he's covered in blood. Uh, turns out he tried to take his own life and his friend found him and saved him. So it was kind of when he was in that bed, he kind of had that sort of, I guess, just a message to himself was just, I'm, I, I had to correct this, you know, it's like, what's going on. So, uh, he corrected it, and you know he's done well for himself since, and now he wants to spread the message. So that's kind of his story in a nutshell. Wow! Yeah. Like, I, I wonder. So I follow uh, football pretty closely. I know Jason does. I didn't know the story, and that, and that was one reason I asked uh, for you to to expand on that. Uh, did not know that about Hayden Hurst. Did you, Jason? I didn't, and I think um, I think like what's what shouldn't get lost in all the guests, and I know you guys will do a good job highlighting it. Um, is that oftentimes we don't know these kinds of things about people until it's too late or almost too late, right? Like his friends probably had no idea that this that he was spiraling. Um, and that's a common thing with people. Uh, so I think I think it's a great thing not only to have Potathon to like raise awareness, but to to get the idea that um, it's okay to seek help for mental health issues. Because uh, it's stigmatized a lot in society, so like getting having a potathon puts it out there that you know people have problems. A lot of people have these ki- kinds of issues, and you're not alone if you are. So, so it's very cool. Yeah, I mean that's why when Anthony and I keep promoting it, we keep putting into a tweet that we're that we're breaking the stigma of uh, of mental health. Yeah, um, Hayden even mm-hmm. said it himself at one point that he thinks that now it's more it, you're being more of a man to admit that you have a problem. Rather than, you know, the idea of being a man has always been, you know, hey, you know, you keep it inside, you know, you don't talk about it, you know, you deal with it yourself. But getting it out is truly the best way because there's so many folks out there that are just like us. I mean, Anthony, you've dealt with your own stuff, right? Yeah, mental health and addiction, they're not battles you can fight by yourself. You need to reach out and get help, get treatment, um, you know, uh, behavioral uh, therapy. That's you can't do it by yourself and people try and and they fail. Um, But all these programs out there, it's okay to ask for help. And, you know, even if you keep falling, you keep getting back up. Personally, I can't um, stress that enough. So not to bring the show really far down, but uh, tomorrow is the anniversary of my brother committing suicide due to those type of um, obviously mental health. But um addiction problems you know he traded uh he traded drugs for alcohol and got himself wrapped around the axle on a girl who uh was bad for him and then when she left him he couldn't handle it because like his only coping mechanism for for his life was drugs which he was trying to get off of codependency 
right? Yeah. Alcohol, which is what ultimately led to him being in a situation where he, he killed himself. And then his treatment for that was a girl who had both drug and alcohol problems, which is why she pushed him away. So, um, so it, it, to me, it's, it's completely personal and to, to a lot of people, a lot of people that listen, but obviously like everybody here, it's, it's personal when we talk about, um, trying to come up with ways to get people to get to seek help. So again, like I, I can't thank you guys enough, Hayden Hurst's foundation enough, anybody who, who, um, has any kind of charity like this, uh, you know, uh, veterans who come back with PTSD. And I believe George could probably speak to that better than I could, but like veterans who have, um, trouble coping when they come back any charity along those lines, amazingly important work. And, and sometimes it gets overlooked. So again, I'm going to say, I'll probably say it a hundred times this show, but thank you guys. Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's an honor to be doing it. And again, it's, something that's affected me and it's something that affected Anthony as well. So it's, 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 you know, it's a mission for us too. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's the, the, the whole stigma that you were talking about, about, you know, you know, you need help, but going to talk to a psychiatrist or a mental health professional or something like that to is makes you look weak. Like that, that's a real stigma. Um, It definitely exists. I, 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 I fought that stigma um, when I was in the, when I was in the Marine Corps, uh, I, I fought that stigma when I was in law enforcement and I'm finally working my way back through the help that I've gotten and being able to sit down and talk to people about your issues is, it, it's such a big help and it, it's, it doesn't make you a lesser man. It actually makes you a stronger person in my eyes. So, I, like I said, uh, like Jason said, we'll probably say thank you a hundred times during the show, but uh, this is a, definitely a cause that that we can get behind and definitely support. So, from the sounds of it, it sounds like it affected all four of us in in some fashion, shape, or form. So, and 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 that's really the thing. It, it, and Anthony and I were saying that you know we were talking to somebody earlier. It's just you either know somebody or you've dealt with it. It's yep. it's that oh, kind it's it's that webbed of a thing that, you know, yeah, there's there's got to be somebody that you know that has dealt with it in some capacity. Yeah. For sure. Oh, and I, then there's got to be others that you don't that that aren't that aren't vocalizing it. That I was just about to say there you probably you probably have more friends or or family members that are dealing with something that you don't know about than those that are dealing with it that you do know about. Uh that's just a, a statistical fact. So. I don't know if I have somebody on my bloodline that doesn't have something mental health or addiction, and and it is you know it's a it's a hereditary. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So now that I've brought the show down a bit, I hmm. figure we can transition to a game I like to play or a, a a bit we like to do. It's called "Am I the Asshole?" I don't know. Have I don't know if you guys spend a lot of time on Reddit? Uh, I waste far too much time. It's a social media site that I spend too much time on. There's a there's a subreddit there called Am I the Asshole where people post a story asking everybody to, to answer, hey, are, are they the asshole for this story, right? So okay. here's, what I, here's what I like about this is it's, it's 100% easy show content, right? I just read somebody else's story. I don't have to think about it. I make you guys answer me. So <laughs> it's, really, it's really kind of the easiest. George and I put about 60 hours plus a week at the factory we work at. We call it the factory 
because we don't say where we work, but uh, we, we put in about 60 hours a week at the factory. So like when we can get cheap and easy content, I usually try and take it. So uh, thing. work, work smart, not hard. That's it. Yeah, exactly right. It. All right. So uh, the first one and, and the answer could be uh, he is the ass. The person is the asshole. I'm sorry. That's my dog. I have a greyhound flapping his ears at me. Nice. Uh, <laughs> So uh, it could be the person asking the story is an asshole, the person they're talk- telling the story about is an asshole, or everybody's an asshole. All three are uh, acceptable answers, just depending on on the story. So the first one's near and dear to my heart. It's, am I the asshole for deleting my son's Minecraft world? So wow. I, have, I have two children, a nine-year-old son and a six-year-old daughter. My son has a Minecraft world where he's built quite an impressive castle on an island, uh, and he's very proud to show me. Since school was canceled, he's had issues waking up on time. He's supposed to wake up at 7 each morning, but for the past month, he's been sleeping until 9 or 10. I always set an alarm, but he sleeps right through it. I don't wake him up because waking him up is a skill that waking himself up is a skill he needs to learn. I told him about two weeks ago there's going to be consequences for him continuing to sleep in every morning. At first, he understood and started waking up on time every morning. But for the past week or so, he's fallen back into old habits. I told him yesterday this is his final warning. And today he slept until 11. So I followed through with my warning. I went on his computer, deleted his favorite Minecraft world, and took away his computer computer privileges for the next month. When I told him, he started screaming and crying. He told me he spent a whole year working on that world and was very distraught. He's never going to see it again. He was, he's been crying and sobbing throughout the day and refused to eat any of his meals. So is this parent an asshole? How old is the kid? Nine. No, nine. Nine years old. This kid is nine years old. I I think the parent's an asshole. Yeah. The the parent is definitely an asshole because here's the thing. You could have just you didn't have to delete the world. Right. You could have just you could have right. just taken away the computer privileges. When I was a kid, my mom would take away the, the PlayStation or the second controllers and they and then you don't get them back until you straighten up and fly right. So yeah, this 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 parent is an absolute asshole. Yeah, and that's the kid's work. He put a lot of time, a year's right. worth of his time into that Minecraft world. And you should be proud of the creativity Take away the that game. your son is doing. Yeah, don't delete all of the work. Stupid parent. You know, I, I couldn't imagine somebody deleting, like, if you're playing Final Fantasy and it takes you six months to get to the last level and deleting your Final Fantasy card. Yeah, that's a thing. If that was like... I mean, a- livid. If if that was a video game for somebody who was like twenty something, thirty something, and somebody deleted it, fights would happen. Oh yeah, a year yeah. of a year of progress on a world like that. Parent is a complete asshole. Yeah, and here's what gets me about the whole thing. Okay, so yes, he spent a year on it. Not only did he spend a year on it, but like he's taken the time. So my kids play Minecraft. My my son loves Minecraft. He loves showing me everything he's created. Mm-hmm. Yep. And because he shows me, I know exactly how important that thing is to me. And to see if I were to just like my son falls apart when his iPad runs out of charge, you know? So like imagining what would happen if I were just to go, okay, you'll never see any of your worlds ever again. Yeah. Dude, I, I can't even I I no. can't even imagine being that much of a jerk to that- my kids that is douchebaggery 101 that's uh, what that is i'm just glad i don't have any any nine-year-old kids you know <laughs> this person is saying even with the wake-up thing 
the kids sleeping later and they need to learn to wake themselves up. But if, if you, if you're waking them up or eventually their body will begin to train itself to wake up at that time. Correct. I mean, not to mention it's a nine year old. Like I, I, my my 13 year old daughter sleeps till noon when she's allowed to right like if i if i don't go in and tell her she's but it's a nine-year-old like how much responsibility did you guys have at nine on your own none none my parents gave me no responsibility at nine years old all right so that one was easy we all think yeah uh, yeah that, that dad's an asshole yep all right shame on him so this one's a little fun Am I the asshole for telling my friend she got an STD from sleeping around? So, I was hanging out with a friend of mine and a group of her friends. We were talking about talking and having drinks, and the topic topic of dating came up in conversation. For for some background information, now these are both females. I've only had one boyfriend, and I'm 24. We dated for four years, and we broke up a year ago. I'm mostly a loner. I'm fine with being single, and I have no interest in dating at the moment. And my friend knows this. Lame. Yeah, so she she started lightly teasing me in front of her friends at this party and pretty much calling me a spinster. She dates, now my friend dates a lot. Every week she tells me about two or so guys she slept with. This kind of started a pile on where everybody kept teasing me and giving me unsolicited advice. I tried to placate it, but she kept bringing up in the conversation about my lack of sex life. Eventually I got really heated. And then... I said to my friend, is your crotch still burning or has it cleared up yet? <laughs> so, so, and then I said, was it guy 104 or 105 that gave this to you? So the backstory is three weeks ago, she called me crying to take her to the clinic because she had painful itchy blisters. It turned out to be herpes and I didn't judge her at the time. She quickly stood up and left the table. I tried to follow her to apologize. She went off about outing her to the friends. She was telling how I was the only person that she trusted and couldn't believe I acted this way. I tried to remind her how she and her friends were dogpiling on me, and she said they were just jokes. You didn't have to react this way. Now, is she the asshole? I, I, fall, I think this falls in the category for me, for me of if you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And they were playing a stupid game, and that girl gave her a stupid prize. I think she 100% deserved to be outed. Yeah. If, I mean, yeah. All right. I was, I, Absolutely I, I, not. I was waiting for Anthony. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get to Anthony in a second. But um, I don't think she's an asshole at all. I think no. she was pushed. She was pushed a little too far. And I think that the one girl who had the herpes, I I think she bit off a little more than she could chew. Am I missing something here? What are you missing? I mean, I mean, you usually are missing something. To me, this sounds like, so the person who got the herpes was the, was not the one who had one boyfriend. Correct. It was was her friend. It was her friend who had been sleeping around who was making fun of her because she's only had one, one boyfriend. Right. Right. The girl that had herpes with the ten thousand with, with 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 the with the ten thousand men under the sea, whatever the hell that is, you know, she was making fun of the one that didn't that never slept around. You know, maybe, you know, I'm going to play conspiracy theory oh, here. So here we go with this with the conspiracy. <laughs> you know, how do we know that the friend who only had one boyfriend 
Maybe she can't get another boyfriend. And this is a jealousy thing. But I don't think you out somebody for an STD. I don't think you out somebody for anything. Oh, well, 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 she was out them for anything. She was oh. outing. She was outing her friend for only being able to get one boyfriend. Right. Exactly. Yeah, but that's public knowledge. Facebook. Nobody has. You know, there, there's not marital status but and they were, STD they were, status. It, it wasn't something she had posted on Facebook. Her friends didn't know until her friend brought it up. Right. She wasn't advertising that at the party. She didn't walk in and be like, "Hey guys, my name is uh, Girl A, and uh, and and I don't have any boyfriends. I've never had one for years. So how, how you doing?" Let's hang out. It's embarrassing. It's bullying. I do kind of feel like it's too far to go from some light joke to hey, hey, you're a whore and you've got you've got the herp. Like I, I don't know. That's a that seems to me to be an escalation. Now I, I guess it depends because I get angry after so much taunting. So I, I guess I, I probably would do it too. I lean more towards everybody's an asshole, but if I had to go one way or the yeah, other, okay. You know, like I, because that is an option on here. Like I lean towards everybody's the asshole, but only because there was such drastic escalation. Like she could have come back with, "Okay, but I'm not a slut like you. You slept with 105 just this year," you know, and start talking about how much without going. And remember the time I took you to the clinic crying. But she didn't say that directly, though, right? She 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 didn't announce that to the room about taking her to the clinic, right? No, no, it was. But she did go, "Hey, how about that burning?" Well. I mean, maybe, maybe it could have been a really Listen, bad yeast infection. Who knows? Uh, well, I'm what the 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 point I'm trying to make is. I'm saying, sure, she she mentioned the burning comment, but that could have just been like tongue in cheek fun, and then no one would have specifically known that that definitely happened. I think that if she came out and said, "Hey, hey, hey, do you remember last week when I took you to the clinic to get your get your uh, herpes taken care of?" That would have been too far. That would have been an asshole. She sounds like a jealous wingman. She does sound like a jealous wingman, but she's not an asshole. She's a jealous wingman. Yep. Okay. So we've got, we've got, I've, I'm on the side of everybody's an asshole. Anthony, where are you at? Um, I would lean to the wingman or everybody. Okay. So wingman or everybody. And then we've got two that uh, the girl who called her out is it's fine. And only the girl piling on. She's the asshole. Correct. She's the asshole. Because cause she's trying to look cool because she's trying to get laid again. And, 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 and I would like to give that girl advice that's trying to get laid again. It's not hard to get a guy in your bed if you're a female. Okay? It's really not high. hard at all. You don't really easy. even have to try. Like, yeah. seriously, there, you have to put very minimal effort in to get a dude into your bed if you're a female. I mean, she did say she's not looking to date. You know, Well, no, I, no the other girl. The no, other the other one. one. Oh, okay. Yeah, the whore. <laughs> oh, hell, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, so this last one, it's a little cleaner, uh, but it's I think it's a lot more sad than the other ones, so you guys can go with this, but am I the asshole for starting my wedding on time and not waiting for my parents? I got married on Saturday, and it was absolutely amazing, except for one thing. My parents showed up late. They knew the ceremony time. My husband and I made it very clear to everyone, both the invitees and in person, that we were going to start exactly at that time. The venue cost us a lot of money. We paid for everything ourselves. And we were only able to use it for a limited amount of time. So we wanted to make every minute count. So the wedding day came, and a half hour before we were scheduled to start, my parents still hadn't showed up. 
My husband and I both called them multiple times, but nobody answered. We waited and waited and still heard nothing. Finally, the start time arrived and my parents still weren't there. I was really pissed off at this point. The wedding coordinator asked if I wanted to go and I said yes. All of our other guests were already there and we wanted to be considerate of their time. My parents showed up 15 minutes later and missed the entire ceremony. It turns out they did leave early, but got rear-ended at a traffic light and had to deal with insurance, police, etc. They only have a landline and no cell phones, so they couldn't get in touch with me. Obviously, there's no way I could have known this. I'm so frustrated with them for not making more of an effort to get to the venue early, and they're furious at me for not delaying the, the wedding for 15 minutes so they could be there. Am I the asshole? No, yeah. because... I'm dying for Anthony's opinion. I I gotta. Yes. Well, yes. She's. Uh, a... I, I think she should have waited the 15 minutes for her parents to get here or get to the wedding before you start the wedding. How was she supposed to know it was only going to be 15 minutes? So it and it ended up being only 15 minutes. But like she they got into she a didn't... car accident. What did they she, think they were? She doing? didn't know. But she didn't know. She had no clue. She told everybody. This is the time we are starting. They told them it, 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 multiple times. They were told in person and letters. But this is, is the time we're starting. They reached out. They could not get a hold of him. They didn't know what was going on. You got it. The show must go on. But what if the bride or the groom are late? They weren't going to stand in. But they weren't late. I so I think I think you know, I, I would have sided. Not to interrupt, I would have sided with the bride and the groom if it for wasn't the fact that they included the fact that they paid for the wedding. It sounds like they're a little mad that they had to pay for it by themselves. You could have omitted that and make yourself sound good, but you took a little bit of a dig there saying that, yet yeah, we paid for it by ourselves anyway. Just given the facts. So I th well I think part of that was probably trying to say that like we paid for a venue we only have the venue for so long. Now I probably personally I probably would have held off until the last minute that the venue could could stand and we could still have the wedding without shortening it. Like I probably would have waited that long. I have to say the parents are a bit of an asshole here for not having a cell phone in 2020. Like, I, I think the parents you. I think mm, the parents could yeah. have used used you know if you're if you're dealing with cops Cops got a phone. If you're if you're dealing with the insurance company, how are you doing that? Are are you sending pigeons? Or is the insurance company getting smoke signals? Like you how are they dealing with the insurance company at the scene of an accident? They're on a phone. Not to mention the person you got into the accident with, that person rear ended them, right? You could say, yeah. hey, you could say, hey, listen, the least you could do right now, can I borrow your cell phone since you just rear-ended me? Yeah, but some people are afraid wedding? to deal with cops and accidents no, and no, they get shook no. up. The parents are the assholes, 10,000%, 10,000%. You should have a cell phone. My parents have a cell phone. Both How old are these phone. parents? My dad doesn't. Even, my dad doesn't even know what the phone is. My dad thinks the phone is the microwave. He doesn't know any better, but he's got a phone. And if someone... And if he can pick it up before it goes to voicemail, he'll do it. Both my parents have a cell phone. My mother-in-law, who's almost 70, has, has a cell phone. Okay. I mean, there's no excuse. My dad will be 80 in July. 
Bang. My mother has a cell phone. She even has a burner Facebook account because she's afraid. <laughs> she's afraid to have her information out there, so she has a burner as her main account. I'm just saying the the, the parents are definitely the stuff up. here because they you have to you have to also think on your feet. I mean, sure, all right, fine. Let's just forget about the whole thing. Yeah, again, you guys already said it, but you know, forget about the whole they don't have a phone thing. They only have a landline, which like welcome to 1985. Um you should know to go somewhere and go make a phone call. Ask somebody for a phone. Anybody for a phone. Anybody. Anybody at all. Is there a nearby store I can run into? Anything. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The, the parents, in my opinion, the parents made no effort at all to right. to reach out and contact them. That's that's what makes them the asshole. You can easily stall the wedding. Could it? They did it on a full house. Well, and let me ask. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, case closed then. Fuck, they did it on the whole house. I, I live and give my advice to full house memes too. Now, so could it be that maybe they don't know the phone number by heart? And if you don't have a cell phone, you don't have it. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't know the answer there. I'm still somebody who memorizes phone numbers versus relying on my cell phone. But, but, but that's, that's right, speculation okay. based on information we don't know. But yeah, not even I, that. But 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 not even that. If you don't have a cell phone and if you only have a landline, you should just know your daughter's phone number by heart. That's it. Or, I agree. Or you can reach out and get the number for the venue they're at and call the venue. That's that's true too. But just I'm just saying part of the thing would be I would say to myself, Okay, I don't have a cell phone, I have no other way. In case of emergency, I need to know my daughter's yeah, phone number. That's a good that's I would, a good point. I would know it. The parents are the assholes. Get with the times. It's 2020. Stop I, giving me this poor excuse. Oh, I'm old. I can't operate a phone. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I, so I'm a little bit with Anthony, though. I think they could have. I think they could have pushed the wedding back a little bit. At least held the wedding at, at, to the very last minute. It's my, a, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but my wife still lets me know that for our wedding day, I wasn't late, but I. Sh- our bus showed up about 10 minutes later than it was supposed to. We weren't late. We were right. You know, everything went on time, but she still lets me know to this day, you know, I was worried and that bus showed up like 10 minutes late. So, I mean, no. So I'll, I'll, you know, I'm going to have to reverse everything I've said because 19 years ago when I got married, my wife's parents showed up and my wife's brother showed up really late. My wife's brother was in the wedding. They showed up probably 40 minutes late and we weren't late for the wedding, but we had a photographer who was doing all the men, all the shots of my, my bridal party, like bridal party, all my groomsmen, we were doing all those shots before the wedding. And because he was so late, we couldn't get any of those pictures. So what ended up happening is after the wedding, we had to take them before the reception. And then it ended up being that people had to wait around at the reception so long that they didn't stick around for everything because you can only ask people to stay for so long. So I'm reversing everything. The parents are the assholes. Like they, they are expecting everybody uh, in the reception, everybody in the party, everybody just to wait on them. And they're the assholes. You're right. I'm wrong. You know, it's stories like that that make me happy. I got married on the courthouse steps. All right. So that was, that was the last, am I the asshole that I had, but I, I encourage anybody listening to this to go check out. Am I the asshole on, on, 
uh, Reddit because those stories are endlessly fascinating. Yeah, I, I, and I'm I'm not gonna lie, I, I I learned something tonight, and that's to go check that out. I honestly, I'm not a huge Reddit guy. I never knew that existed, but it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I will. Uh, I appreciate the uh, knowledge you're dropping on me tonight. So I will definitely check that out. All right, George, you had a game for our guests. Uh, I'll let you take that away. Yeah, so for for those listening, this is kind of like a how well do you know your partner partner game. So I'm going to ask a question. Anthony's going to answer how he thinks Mike would answer. Mike's going to answer how he thinks Anthony would answer. And then we're going to compare the answers and see who really knows their their co-host here the best. All right? It's simple enough. The very first, we got 15 of these questions. So we'll, we'll, we'll kick this off with the very first one. What is your favorite superhero? We have to write this down. Yeah. Yeah. You got to write down. (laughs) (laughs) Anthony, this is the portion where you need a pen and paper. (laughs) He told us that before the show. (laughs) Do we have to flash what we wrote on the screen? Like as a proof, is that what we're doing? Yeah. Or can we just say what we wrote? Oh, he might have got a whiteboard. I love it. Damn right. I love it. He's gonna he's gonna flash it on the screen. Anthony's definitely yeah. flashing the screen. Anthony will flash it on the screen. <laughs> we can't. Yeah. Got did you over here. Did you write anything? We can't even see it. No, not yet. No, all right. All right. So, who is the favorite superhero? Correct. All right. Should I do it? Not yet. Not yet. All right, Mike. Did you did you write down Anthony's? I broke down an answer. Yeah, I have an answer here. All right, so Michael, who do you think is Anthony's favorite superhero? Well, I don't think Anthony's a big superhero guy. Period. So I would. Uh, so I put down Triple H because Anthony's in love with Triple oh. H and everything <laughs> Triple H does. He loves those quads. I do love Triple H. <laughs> so I put Triple H there because I don't think he's a big superhero guy. We haven't talked about it much, but so I I, I want to guess though because you're not a big superhero guy, it's going to be like Batman or Superman, right? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Spider Man. Spider Man. There, there you go. go. If I had to pick one, it's Spider Man. There you go. But 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 to be fair, you're not a big superhero. Guy, no, right? no. All right. All right. Uh, all right. All right. So 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 now I'm gonna ask Anthony, what'd you put down for Michael's favorite uh superhero? Batman. Batman. And, and he is unequivocally ten thousand percent correct. I have a half sleeve tattoo of Batman and the Joker. Nice. So he's correct. That one's so that one's very easy, but we are going to give Anthony the point. Yeah, An- yeah Anthony's Anthony's getting the fair. point there. Jason, can you keep score? I'm doing that right now. Perfect. All right. Question number two. Ocean, pool, or lake? What do they prefer? Yep. Ocean, what what, what, what pool, do they prefer? Ocean, pool, or lake? Oh, Jesus. Uh okay. Not if Jesus is not one of the answers. Jesus is not one of the answers. <laughs> not so an option. Right. I think Jesus is always the answer, right? Ocean, pool, lake, or Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would you go to hell if you didn't say Jesus there? Yeah, you probably would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going there anyway, but that would just probably solidify it. So, all right, all right. So, I, I think I think we have answers. Uh, this one, Mike, we'll, we'll go with you first. Does Anthony prefer a pool? An ocean or a lake? I went with pool, but I have no freaking clue. He's right. Uh, I prefer pools over natural water. 
I, I, I tend to agree with you. For me, I don't want to know what's under. I don't want to know what's in the ocean. I, I, I'm not a fish. Yep. I'm, I'm terrified of sea creatures. <laughs> My wife makes fun of me for it. Terrified of what the hell is in the ocean. I've got to say, though, I think there's a higher percentage of urine in the pool. But it not, could be cleaned out. Not, not if you're in your own pool. And besides, you got chlorine. Some people have uh, saltwater pools. You're fine. I'm sure there's feces in the ocean. Oh, I'm oh, sure I'm there is. I, I'm just thinking the ocean's huge. The percentage is low. <laughs> All right, Anthony, Anthony, what do you got for Michael? Ocean, pool, or lake? I'm taking a shot with ocean. Yeah, and he is right. I would take ocean. Nice. I would take... And I would take ocean, not so much because I would go too deep into the water, but because I like the whole idea of a beach and relaxing and the ocean's there. Go on into the water a little bit, get the feet wet. Wife's happy because she's reading a book. So, yeah, you know. Little jellyfish, little sharks. Never hurt nobody. Yeah, little jellyfish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. As long as, as long as somebody's there to pee on you. Exactly. That's it. That's it. That's what I asked for. Is that a Carmella joke? Oh, <laughs> it, it could be. It could be. It could be now. Yeah, it could be. All right. So the next one we're going to go with is what is your favorite food? Like the like dish yep. or nationality dish? Yes. Come on, dish. Oh, man. See, I want to do all cheesy answers here, but. You also kind of want to win. I know. I know the feeling. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So Anthony, it looks like you stopped writing already. What's what's Michael's favorite? And Anthony's dish? like Anthony's like I got this. <laughs> I'm gonna say well not dish. I'm gonna say uh, tacos. Son of a bitch, he's right. He's right. I'm very observant. Tacos is almost always the answer here. Yeah. Mike, yeah. what what'd you what'd you write down for Anthony? Well, for fun. For fun, this is not my official answer. For fun, I put down a protein shake. That's what that was for fun. <laughs> he rolls his eyes. <laughs> I mean, I'm so I'm looking at him on the camera, and I'm thinking some kind of salad. Like I'm looking at the no, camera it, going, it's, it, I'm, I'm putting some sort of protein. And this, and this really isn't. I mean, I'll probably lose on this answer because because it's kind of a broad answer. But Anthony kind of likes like stews almost. Like he likes to put Anthony likes to put stuff in the crock pot. Mm. And let it cook. But see, the problem with the crock pot is you could do a lot of different things. Anthony's a big crock pot guy. He's always texting me pictures of this is what I made. I made this today. So I would go with like a stew kind of crock pot thing. I don't know if that's too open ended to get a point, but no, nah, we can sort of stick to it. We can go with that. Anthony's right. I mean, he's nodding. That's sort of correct. No, or what? I mean, I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Like my, you know, favorite as in like something I eat a lot, or just favorite dish in general. In Your general, favorite dish, goddamn favorite dish. Just Jeez. man, I like what? a lot of food. <laughs> this, <laughs> this podcast just got a whole lot longer. <laughs> that's it. We just need an answer if he's and right I'm, or wrong. Very... <laughs> I know that's all I want to know, right or wrong. I feel like Michael's wrong because it sounds like Anthony doesn't have one. Yeah, he's. It sounds like he's wavering. Like I, I, I wanted to if say I, you if were I right. Had to pick one, probably hibachi. Hibachi. Okay. There you go. Whatever. That <laughs> that point. answer sounds like he's trying to make Michael. I probably have ten favorite foods. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> Are any of them crockpots? <laughs> 
Oh, yes. Yeah. I give him the point, Jason. Fuck it. Give him the I point. I do shepherd's pie in a crock pot. Yesterday, I did a pork tenderloin and potato with barbecue like, sauce. Oh, like yeah. Child, it's like childbirth to get an answer out of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully Mike, this next one doesn't take nearly as long. Number f- I'm giving this one to Mike. Yeah, give that one to Mike. Mike. <laughs> Number four. How many kids do you know the other person has? Like, how many kids does the other person have? This one I'm hoping should be rather relatively easy. Hopefully, we don't yeah. get a 20-minute answer. <laughs> two. Mike, you got two kids? I have two kids, yes. Nice. I have two lovely daughters to talk back and everything. Wonderful. That's it. And, uh, how, and, and Anthony that we know of has one. Well, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, I know. I know. I've got two. I've got an 18 year old and a 16 year old. And uh, Jason's already alluded. He's he's got two younger ones as well. Yeah, I've got a 10 year old and one who will be eight in August. Well, so something else you learned on this podcast is how not to discipline your kids. Yes, that's right. Don't don't delete their Minecraft. I I would never delete what my kids do. (laughs) I would never delete what they do on their on their on their games. If I, I play with them, I play with them. So. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah. I will say this: the next two are probably the most controversial questions on the list. Sweet, here we go. Love it. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Not your opinion, the other person's opinion. And Anthony, does Michael think Die Hard's a Christmas movie, or is he correct? Yes. He does think it's a Christmas movie. Ten thousand percent a Christmas movie. Yes, ten thousand percent. All right, Michael, does Anthony think Die Hard's a Christmas movie, or is he correct? I was going to say yes to him as well. Um, yeah, he's right. Okay. Wonderful. I was sold on it last year on Twitter. I got into a debate about it. Yeah, it, 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 it's amazing how highly debated that topic is. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. It's crazy. Every 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 time you know people start shopping for gifts, they also start talking about Die Hard every yep. year. Every year. All right. Here's the other most controversial question. Hmm. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Hmm. <laughs> I got that look from Mike like, what? <laughs> Anthony, does Mike think pineapple belongs on pizza? No. He is correct. It does not belong on pizza under any circumstances. You are correct. There you go. So. And Mike, I almost want to give you a point just for your belief there, but I'm going to play fair. Does Anthony believe pineapple belongs on pizza? Knowing him, he's probably going to say yes to that. What the? Would you no. write down? What do you, I mean? What do you think? What's in your no. head? No, I Why never had. I've also never had it. Okay, but I don't know fruit on pizza. I don't know. I, I, I like right. fruit in my, you know, in a salad with chicken and lettuce. But a fruit on a pizza, I don't know. Give me a I thin crust pie with bacon and chicken, and I'll be happy. And some ranch on there too. I feel like it's something I need to try. Okay, so that's homework. You gotta, you gotta put pineapple on pizza and let us know. So it's it, so you'd be surprised. Like every podcast Jason and I've done, we've done, you know. Uh, with the break from the grind, at least we've done well over a hundred shows. That question is asked in almost every single show, along with the the Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Jason, what are the percentages? Do you think that the people who think Die Hard is a Christmas movie thinks pineapple does not belong on pizza? 
So 90% of the people right now that we've asked that think Die Hard's a Christmas movie also like pineapple on pizza. So you guys are the you guys are in the 10% yeah. that splits those two questions. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It doesn't belong on pizza. Wow. It, it's, I it, remember I, once my my kids, I was ordering a pizza once and they asked me what the toppings were. So I said, Oh, I'll get like half, half, half meatball, half whatever. And then I said, What about pineapple? I said, Oh, pineapple? What's the matter with you, pineapple? You know, I, I should have deleted their games, but no. But <laughs> but but my my ex likes pineapple on pizza, so I said, "Well, now even for that, then we're we're definitely not getting pineapple on pizza ever." So there you go. Did you so. delete her game? No, I would never do that to her. No, I I actually give them the robot. They 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 play uh Roblox. So I give them the Robux. I'll PayPal a couple of dollars and let them go buy some stuff. And I I like to play with them and they trade me all these animals. I don't know what I'm doing with, which really <laughs> yeah. more yeah. of just like a self storage because they don't have any more room for their animals. So they give them to me. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm Roblox is the big one at my house. Now I'm, uh, I'm deep into the bee swarm simulator. Oh, I haven't heard of that yet. Oh yeah. It's, Oh, you get bees and uh, harvest honey. It, it, it <laughs> hits the, it hits the part of the brain that makes you want to keep going because you get rewards, yep. you know, yep. like keeps rewarding you as you're harvesting. So like I've got that going on where I, okay, before I go to bed, honey, I know I've got to get to work in like three hours, but before I go to bed, I have to level this bee up. It's the worst thing ever. I can, swear. Can you play Roblox with a controller? Yes, uh, actually. Really? Because I'm one of those people. I cannot play a, a handheld game or a computer. I need a controller. I can only play games with a controller. My kid, he plays Fortnite on the Switch, um, you know, out of the TV. But, like, if I would to, was to play, I need to hook it up to the TV, and I need a controller. I, so, I can't do the handheld stuff. I can't do it on the tablet. My kid, my kids do the tablet gaming, and, I'm, you know, I'm too old fuddy-duddy. I can't control that way, but... Right. I do. I'm an old PC gamer, so I have a I have a trackball and the keyboard, and that's how I play. Uh, so wow. it helps me a little bit. But yeah, you can do a controller because that's how I started doing it, and then I realized I could get it on the computer, and that's how we go. Okay, so that was Roblox hour. <laughs> this this hour is brought to you by Roblox. <laughs> All right, so we're almost halfway through. Uh, question number seven: Who would win in a fight? Mike, I I feel like I should let you go first. Who went in a fight between me and Anthony? Yeah, yeah. What Um, does Anthony think? Anthony would win the fight, but here's the only thing with and and by the way, that's an unequivocal answer. Anthony would win the fight. Um, The only thing that I would add to that, in my own defense, is one: I'm Irish, so it would take a lot to put me down for good. Um, and B, I'd probably fight dirty because I always like the heels in wrestling. So I, pro- I, would, I would probably. I was just, actually going to make a wrestling comp just I here. I was prob- going to say anybody who likes Shawn Michaels over Triple H probably can't fight. Here comes this guy because we know <laughs> that the reason why Diesel was brought in was to protect Shawn in the back. And it comes to a wrestling conversation. I mean, so I would, I would, I would deliver some low blows. I'd probably, probably be inebriated so it would take a long time to take me down but anthony would un- unequivocally win that fight sledgehammer always wins we're doing the question wrong though because like 
you just answered what you think, and Anthony hasn't told us what he thinks. Oh, he knows. I'm going to give everybody the point, and we're all just going to agree, looking at the pictures here, that Anthony's going to win the fight. <laughs> yeah, guaranteed Anthony's going to win the fight. Everybody gets a point. Now, listen, if you want to do a, 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 a match about who can make a video fast enough to put on the Fantasy Football Podcast, I'll, I'll win that one. Yes, or, or how fast someone could drink a beer, I'll win that one. So, yeah. Absolutely. I don't even drink beer. Or how fast somebody can answer what's their favorite food. You'll win that one. That's right. There you go. <laughs> All right. Question Question number eight. Where was the other person born? You guys are learning a lot about each other tonight. I just want to, I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> we know enough to put on a good like, show, and that's all that matters. We know each other pretty well. No, you guys are doing very good at this, to be honest. I mean, Anthony's killing it. I'm, but... I'm going to put down... I I'm mean, very observant. This is, he is. He's too observant. This is kind of an open-ended thing, but I, I, I put Jersey down because he's from New Jersey, and I don't think he's... I mean, I know he's jumped around to different places, but I think he was born in Jersey. I'm probably wrong on that, yeah, but no, uh, I was. But you were born in Jersey, okay? Absolutely. I, he's done. He's been. He's been to. I mean, I mean, there was Philly for a bit, right? And then two years. Two years, okay. But so, yeah, so I guess Jersey. So all right, all right. Anthony, where was Mike born? New York, New York, Long Island. But yeah, yeah. I actually wrote down Long Island. Okay, perfect, Long Island. West Islip, to be exact. Good Samaritan Hospital. Represent. I mean, if he, if Anthony knew that, he'd just win the game and we'd shut it down. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. I mean, if he could name the hospital, I'd be I'd be kind of concerned. Like, you know, how long has he been stalking you? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I'd be concerned because we never talked about that when we were talking about ranking wide receivers. So that never came up. Yeah, I think you actually did bring that up when we were talking about Boomer Esiason. Isn't he from West Islip? He is from so East. You Island. could have mentioned that because I remember that West Islip and Boomer. I, I I kind of put everything in my head that I. I don't know. Well, he's he, Boomer. To be clear, he's from East Islip. So there you go. But oh. yes, but yeah, yeah, but close enough. I mean, Jesus, Anthony is crushing this. <laughs> is. Well, well, this next one I think is going to cause a, a a fight between these two as well. Uh, question number nine: Who's the bigger wrestling fan? All right, Anthony, is Mike going to say himself or you? I think he'll say himself, and I also would say Mike. Mike? I was actually going to say that I think Anthony's a bigger wrestling fan. Really? Because Anthony's into a lot of the old school stuff. He he loves it. Can you define old school for me? Um, Like late... Uh, 80s, okay. 80s, not even late 80s, 80s, just the 80s outright is is Anthony's wheelhouse. I mean, I love wrestling, but I also left wrestling from 2002 until 2000, I don't even know, 2009. I left for a long time. I didn't watch, and now I'm getting to a point where I don't want to watch now. So uh, so that's why I would make Anthony make Anthony the bigger wrestler. See, I, I also take the mini hiatus where like, I'll turn it on if it's on and then turn like now I'll DVR it and then fast th- forward through two hours and 45 minutes of it. But Anthony, I feel like I should bring up that you I like the old stuff. You guys, do you guys watch wrestling and, or, or I say, have you watched wrestling? I, I've, I've, I've been watching wrestling since 1985. Okay. okay. So okay. that's, I watched it when I was young, but kind of left it. 
uh, when I got a little bit older. All right. So, yeah. So the question I would have is, can you tell the story of wrestling without mentioning Kamala? So I don't think Jason even knows who Kamala is. So he, he's going to say no. Um, Kamala, I mean, yes. the, Kamala, the Ugandan giant, he played a pretty important role at one point. He, he was a challenger to Hogan for the title. I'm going to say no, you can't, because he's linked to, to some, some pretty big storylines. So he he was the shirtless guy with the face paint and like uh right wasn't wasn't yeah. that his deal yeah he I, had so face I know paint, him he had chest paint. paint yeah okay so I I know him uh for me the first match I saw was when Macho Man and Hulk Hogan uh were tag team partners mm-hmm. and I can't remember exactly what happened but they split up over over Miss Elizabeth. Elizabeth yeah that was like the mega powers explode. That was literally my first match that I had watched. So that to me, the story of wrestling is Macho Man versus Hulk Hogan, and then later Ultimate Warrior. Okay. All right. All right. Fine. So we have a split decision. Anthony is hopelessly devoted and obsessed with Kamala. So well, not only did he have the Hogan angle, oh, but he also had the connection to the uh, the first casket match. Yep, he did with the with the Undertaker. Yep. Yeah. But before that, there was actually a body bag match with The Undertaker and Warrior. Comes the history lesson. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I think Mike, I, or, I'm sorry, I think Anthony is definitely the bigger wrestling fan. <laughs> now, I've got to say, I was a huge Sting fan before he became the Crow. Okay. But his, some of his best work was as the Crow. Yeah, I, yeah, like, I, I like regular Stinger. Right, exactly. Yep. Pre pre the crow thing, like, did they have to get the rights for that from the movie, or did they just outright no. rip it off and the movie company was okay? They just stole it. That's what wrestling typically does. They just steal it from whatever. Um, well, all right. So actually, we'll, we'll, Hulk Hogan bought the the Hulk moniker from Marvel. He actually owns that, not Vince. Learned something new tonight. Did not know that per the Pritchard show. He's so that he's from this area. Hulk yeah. Hogan. Yeah, well, he's, he's from, from Tampa. Yeah. So, all right, George, next question. All right, number 10. The most famous celebrity or sports, sports person you've ever met? So, Mike, you're you're telling us who the most famous Anthony's ever met and Anthony, yep. who Mike's met. I don't know who the hell this guy's met. I mean, Anthony. Anthony's just going to say Michael. That's... <laughs> I'll tell you, mine is a tie between uh, Vince Young and Johnny Menzel. Ricky Williams. Yeah, I did meet Ricky Williams. Okay. You almost caught a touchdown pass from Vince Young, though. I did. That was all Vince's fault. He threw the ball. I should have had that. Yeah, Vince Young threw the ball late. Big surprise. (laughs) All right, Anthony, who's uh, who's Mike's most famous I'm going to say Paige. Okay. Uh, not the most famous, but I did meet Paige, yes. Uh, All right. So so didn't get a point I'm, there, I'm, Mike. I'm, I'm down with meeting Paige. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mike, uh, who's, who's Anthony's most famous? I actually, I just put down on a whim Triple H in case he met him at some point because he loves <laughs> Triple H. But I, but I'm saying, I'm saying if he went to some kind of signing or anything like that, I mean... I met 
and one of the most famous people I met, and I can't, I've met famous people before. I met the dad from the Wonder Years twice, which is weird. Um, I've I've met people before, but my my good friend used to work security guard at a mall, and he calls me one day, and 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 I'm at work, and then he says, "Hey, I got somebody here that you might want to meet." I'm like, "Who?" And I hear Shawn Michaels' voice in the background. I said, "Holy crap!" So I went to the mall, and he rushed me ahead of the line. And I got to meet Shawn Michaels. So I thought maybe Anthony got to meet Triple H. So, but and I would put Shawn Michaels as probably the most famous person I met. But I did I did meet Paige at, at a hotel bar by the Nassau Coliseum, and she was nice. very nice. nice. Very nice. All right. Question number eleven. These get a little bit easier from here on out. Is Anthony or is Mike an early riser or a late riser? By late, I mean after 8 a.m. Anthony is an early riser because, quite frankly, I don't know when the man sleeps. I wake up to text from him. I fall back asleep and then wake up for more texts from him. So I would say Anthony is an early riser. I would say Mike is also an early riser because he works in the morning very early. I am. I am an early riser. Yep. Okay. Uh, question number 12. Last vacation the other person took. Where'd they go? Now, this may be pre-COVID, so we're going back a while. <laughs> Anthony? Uh, Disney. Yep. I went to Disney uh, back in February. And thank God we did because of some family stuff. But yeah, we went and had a great time. And Mike, uh, I remember Anthony. I know it's still close to home. He doesn't take a lot of vacations, from what I noticed. I take more than he does. But he went to Atlantic City at a at a, a beach house of some kind. I don't know if it was rented. Ocean or what. City, Ocean uh, City, same yeah. vicinity, same vicinity. Yeah, yep. and yeah, I remember. I remember that. Yes, but that was a long time ago. Anthony, you need to take a vacation, my man. I'm gonna count it because it's so close. We're good. Yep. All right, question number 13. We were planning a Disney vacation until uh, COVID happened. So let me, you you want me to tell you how sad this is? That we live in Florida, like uh, we're 45 minutes away from Disney. This is the first year that my wife and I decided we're going to get Disney passes. So we bought year-long Disney passes, gave them to the kids for Christmas, went all the way through March, and it's been shut down. And it's like, and now I'm going, I don't know that we're going to go back this year just because uh yeah. just because like my kids put their hands on everything but that's say that he gave it to the kids and turned out to be that way yeah no absolutely it sucks and we we i ended up getting a saturday tickets to the mets and you know not using them currently yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, there might not even be a baseball season right i mean as a mets fan this may be the best outcome for a season you've had in years i hate you for saying that but you're right question number 13 how does your co-host like their steak and michael how does anthony like his steak be wrong on this one but i went rare um i i like medium well wow that's way opposite okay yeah mike looks like a rare guy and I'm a medium well guy. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. I'm a medium well guy. True story. Wow. You, you, guys, time, uh, you, know, you guys need to get together and get some medium well steaks. 
And I mean, we've done shots together, but yeah, well, yeah, we got uh, apparently we have to get steaks next time. Uh, question number fourteen, and I feel like I, I I feel like one of you has already answered this, but we're gonna we're gonna roll with it. What is the other person afraid of? Rare steaks, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna get this wrong. I have no idea. Uh, so. Can the answer be commitment? <laughs> that would be no. one for Anthony, but yeah, but no, no. Well, All right, Anthony, what is? I know, I know, you don't know. So, what do you think Michael is afraid of? Um, bees. No, I'm not afraid of bees. Mine's uh, mine's actually a very deep answer. I'm just afraid of uh, failing my children. So it's a very deep answer. Um, but when I had split up from my from my now ex, my biggest fear in splitting up was that my kids would resent me. So that's my fear. So that's a very good one. It's yeah, it's it deep, is. but it's deep, but that's what it is. So. Not where I was, like, not where I was trying to take the question, but yeah, I know, well, I know. But I'm glad you went there. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not trying to be a tough guy. I don't, I don't have yeah. a ton of fears. I mean, I, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm sure I'd fear dying. I'm sure I wouldn't enjoy that, but I don't have a ton of, you know. Mine's spiders. Fears. I don't mm, see. I'm not afraid of spiders or insects. That don't bother me. No, no, whatever. Uh, see, just, I was put in the hospital by a spider, them. but now that you said failing your children, I feel like that trumps everything I would have said. So <laughs> you're absolutely right. Like failing my children is the greatest fear. Um, I'll say to add to that, both of my kids are, are high functioning autistic. So like my, wow. my biggest fear like the greatest fear I have is like what happens to them after my wife and I pass, like my daughter at the moment, like I feel like she's going to be fine on her own. She's high functioning enough. My son's a little bit further behind than she was when, um, when he was, when she was his age. So like, we're a little more worried about him. So like my biggest fear, if we're going down that deep rabbit hole is what happens to the kids after we go. So like that drives a lot of the stuff I do, uh, with work and like money and that kind of thing. So, but yeah, that I get you as far as failing the kids. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. um, and, and, and Anthony did give it away. Um, it, 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 it is sea creatures. <laughs> afraid of sea creatures. I, yeah. he, he can't, I was like, you can't deny that you, you gave it no, away. That and, that, and I do not like bugs very much. Yeah, I don't like true. anything he with more than that. four legs. He has said that, that he doesn't like bugs. Now, Anthony, does that include cause sea creatures, SpongeBob SquarePants, your thoughts? <laughs> I don't trust anything that lives in a pineapple. Under it might go. On. Fair. So right. I. What kind of so what sea creature is the word like sharks? Is yeah, that what we're? No, like sea monsters. Oh, okay. Like those things that you see on the like internet, the and they wash up in a shore of China, and they're nineteen feet long. But what so, about so basically, like... you're afraid of the Loch Ness monster. If, I, I would believe in it. Or giant, giant. I squid. believe that. I believe in aliens. But like, what about like a jellyfish? Absolutely, those giant. Never see Popeye from like the seventies with that giant squid. Of course, that's real. Okay. No, no, no. That's Are, that's a, literally a cartoon. <laughs> no, that was a movie. Robin Williams it, was Popeye. They, they made it into a movie. Robin Williams played Popeye, and it's yep. great. All right, so we. we we're, we're going to leave Squidworth and SpongeBob alone. We don't want to scare yes. Anthony. <laughs> uh, right. the, the very last question I have, 
do you know each other's middle names? And I've got to say here, you're tied 9-9, so this is a big one. I Mike is looking bewildered, so we're going to go to Anthony first. <laughs> Anthony, do you know Mike's middle name? I don't. You don't. Okay. Do you want to do you want to just take a wild guess? Um I don't know. Um I don't know. Okay, that's fine. Michael, do you know Anthony's middle name? The only reason why I'm going with this is just because it sounds like it flows, and I went Michael. I went Anthony Michael. It's, and it's definitely wrong. It's probably wrong. But... I don't have one. Oh, you don't have one. No. Well, then that's a trick question. That's not fair. Then I get a point. <laughs> um, my my, my middle name is uh, G- Gerard. Gerard. I, I would have went with Roberts, personally. Well, so... I- you guys got nine out of 15 questions. That's really good, though, to be honest. I mean, you know, that's 60%. It is It is a failing grade. No, 60% I, is not a failing grade. Story of my life. D, that is just, a D. Just there. You're just, just barely passing. That's a story of my life. <laughs> You're right there. So we, we've taken up a good bit of your guys' time. Yep. We really appreciate you playing the game with us, doing Am I the Asshole uh, coming on and talking about your charity, we're going to give you a minute to plug yourselves. You can you can let us know and the user the listeners know where they can find you, um, and uh, give us give us your spiel. Anthony, go ahead. You go first. Um. So wait, what was this? I um, Jesus, Mary, you're, you're, are you listening? I'm just telling you where I, where you can follow me. So yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Probably. Tell them where they can follow you. Talk yeah. about you know the Hayden Hurst Foundation. Where they Great can business follow. card, Anthony. Yeah. Tell them your business. No, you go first. <laughs> I feel anyway, like you can follow me at the FF Realist. That's where I do most of my things on Twitter. And yes, I am a co-creator of the FF Faceoff Mental Health Potathon. And yes, by the way, if you guys want any more information on Hayden's Foundation, what he does, um, you know, what exactly the money that you're going to donate is going to go to, go to HaydenHurstFoundation.com. Check that out. But yeah, just podcasting with Anthony, loving every minute of it. Uh, it's been a very nice marriage, as you guys can tell from our 60% of being correct. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Writing for Gridiron Experts, but loving podcasting and uh, onwards and upwards. Hey, yeah, you, you can follow you can follow me on Twitter at the Real NFL Guru, and you can follow our show at the FF Faceoff. We're all over social media at all the top social media and podcast platforms. And as Mike said, we have the Potathon coming up Saturday, July 11th. Uh, tune in. We are going to be posting links on all of our social handles throughout the day uh, with the GoFundMe link to donate. Um, I'm really excited about it. We might even open up that link a little bit earlier. So just okay. a heads up. That's well, news to be, Anthony too. We'll talk about that off air. Be uh be sure to to give Jason and I uh the link address. Um like I said earlier, we, we we've got four hundred coming your guys' way for for the potathon. We we definitely want to contribute. Uh as we talked about earlier, definitely support everything that, that you guys are doing. And we 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 immensely appreciate that. By the way, that's that's a that's a great move. We we I can't even 
Can't even put into words without using an expletive. How much I appreciate that. That's generally, uh, oh, generously, it's it's fantastic. I'm absolutely, words. thank you. Ab absolutely, our, our pleasure to do that. And so for us, I'm BFTG Jason. You can find us at BFTG Podcast. George, where the where can they find you? I'm at BFTG Pod. And uh, and that's it for us this week, guys. Go check out the Hayden Hurst Foundation, the Podathon on July 11th. Check out Anthony and Michael Hoff everywhere that you can find them. And thank you for taking a break from your daily grind. Another guy, two drink minimum uh, on Twitter at two drink FF. What I don't know. Anyway, Jason, edit that out. <laughs>